Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Hockey News Action Show presented by BetMGM. I'm Jacob Stoller from the Hockey News alongside George Nasios, and we have a full slate of games of NHL hockey on Thursday evening, starting with the Blue Jackets at the Toronto Maple Leafs. George, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think a lot of people are expecting the Leafs to just destroy the Blue Jackets, especially after that pasting they gave the Rangers on Broadway the other night where... All the stars were out in full force. Austin Matthews, two goals. I think Marner had a couple. Willie Nylander had a couple apples. But I actually think this is going to be a closer game. And for a couple of reasons. Toronto seems to be one of those teams that plays up and down to their competition. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you agree with that or not. Yeah, I wonder what they're like. What's their record against? I don't know how to classify this. Not non-playoff teams, but like gimme games. I always find like Steve Dangle always tweets like, the Leafs are going to lose this game. And he just has a pulse on it. And he's usually right sometimes in terms of those easy ones. The Leafs always seem to to fumble. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they are giving away these. Nothing's easy in the NHL, but easier points. Uh, you know, it makes yeah. some, such a difference come the end of the year. So my choice here and my betting advice to you is to take the Blue Jackets on the puck line, plus 1.5, paying 1.91 to 1. So very good odds. And here's a stat for you. I think this is a great stat. In the Leafs' last eight games against teams who have less points than games played, which is a scenario the Blue Jackets find themselves in. There's not many teams like that. In their last eight games this season against teams who have less points than games played, they failed to win a single one of those games by two goals or more. So 0 for 8 to win by two goals for more. So if you're betting on that trend, Columbus is basically a lock tonight. Um, they've covered that one plus 1.5 spread against the Leafs in four of the last six meetings between the two. They are banged up a bit. They have some injuries up front. Uh, Boone Jenner, um, Jack Roslovich. I'm not sure if Line Line has got some issues, but I think he's back, but he's, yeah, he's always kind of (laughs) injured. Yeah. And he's, uh, I mean, he's, he can score a hat trick. He could be invisible when he's on the ice, right? He's one of those guys, but yeah, he's got a caution sign beside him. Yeah, but for some reason, the Leafs just play down to their competition. And when you have odds of 1.91 to 1 and eight games in a row, the Leafs haven't been able to like really hand it to these inferior teams they face. I'm rolling with the Blue Jackets with those odds on the puck, on the puck lane. They're also very well rested. That means anything they haven't played since Sunday. So they should have their legs under them. And I'm also looking at a prop. Um, I'm looking at the superstar here. Can you, can you guess who I'm talking about? I'm going to guess it's number 34. That's correct. And I'm not taking him over. I'm taking him under again. Now, last time we did the show, last time we did the show, I said, take him under the shot line. The shot line for him is four and a half shots. So to take him under that shot line is paying 1.91 to one. And last time out against the Rangers advised to take him under the shot line. And even though he scored two goals, he only had three shots on net which is decent. You take three shots on net every game during the year, you're going to have 240 shots on goal, right? So yeah. he went under four and a half shots. He's gone under four and a half shots three times in his last 14 games. So I bet on that one in the player prop market as well tonight. I like that. Now moving on to the Washington Capitals visiting the Philadelphia Flyers. The Flyers, they just can't stop losing as we talked about last week. The Capitals are kind of like a sugar-free zero fat whatever version of a coca-cola with a vegetable and <laughs> they're just like there there's the stuff there that made it sweet but 
all the good stuff's missing. Who do you got tonight? Yeah, all the good stuff's missing, but they're they're playing pretty well. Like they have a good record. They just they just seem very boring right now. I, they're good, but like the re, like obviously over the last couple of years, what made the Capitals so exciting was Backstrom, Ovi, all those things. Like their <laughs> the Capitals power play sucks right now, which is just so bad. Which so is so bad. strange. I, I've never. I don't think in my lifetime they've been. I mean, this bad, but just this ineffective. Well, like, you just figure if they get three power plays a game, at least once out of those three power plays, somebody will throw that puck to Ovechkin. And even though the goalies and the teams know it's coming on that uh, hash mark there, he's going to blast one or rip one right through the goalie. But it hasn't happened this year. So yeah. we're going to look at an Ovechkin prop in just a bit. But pertaining to the game, I'm going to pick the Flyers here. I think this is kind of a coin flip game, but I want I want to take the home side, paying 1.75 to 1 on bet MGM. Um, they're really good at home this year. They won a 9-4-2 and two record. They're playing great under Tortorella. You know, he's getting the most of that team right, right now. Travis Konechny has been excellent. Sean Couturier, who, I mean, at some points you kind of wondered if this guy would ever, like, even make it back onto the ice. He's had such a tough two seasons with the back injuries. He's playing really well for them right now. Um, so, you know, the Flyers have been a good team as and have surprised, as have the Capitals. Um, but I like the Flyers here at home, good home record. Um, they're coming off a tough overtime loss, so I want to think they want to get back in the win column. I kind of considered the over-under here, but it was set at 5.5 goals, which I felt is uh, usually the lines are set at 6 or 6.5. I just feel that it's just a little too low, um, even though um, for those considering the over-under, when you combine these two teams' over-under records, they've hit the under over 62% of the time this year. But I just think five and a half is a little too low. Um, as you mentioned, um, one of the reasons I like the Flyers here is the special teams. Washington has the worst power play in the league, mm-hmm. which is, like you said, just crazy to say with, uh, I know Backstrom's not there, but still they got the star power in OV and Kuznetsov, you think, and John Carlson on the blue line. And the Flyers, conversely, have the fourth-ranked penalty kill in the league. So I don't think Washington power power play is going to help them tonight. So that's one of the main reasons I like the Flyers. And also, what do you think is going on with Ovechkin? I think it's partially father time, but also I think that there's just ways to kind of counteract. Like he's he's not as explosive as he used to be, right? So when, he, when he's just hanging, like, and but that's been the case for a couple of years now. Like, let's be clear, like last yeah. four or five years, I would say, like the Ovechkin that we've seen is different than the one that was you know, laying it up, you know, eight or even 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, just a different type of game. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, when you saw with line a, how eventually teams start to figure him out, like he had two or three years where like he made that spot, his kitchen teams these days, like you can just find ways to like really key in on guys that are predictable. And I think that like, you know, even for teams that are in Ovechkin's division, right? Like this year, the year before, like you get more and more matchups, more and more ways to counteract and spend time on it. Then eventually get to the point where it's like, okay, we keep adjusting to this thing. He's made zero adjustments and differences. At some point, it's got to change. So I think that it's one of those tactical things. I'm not sure what they're going to do to to fix it, but you know, I it also doesn't help that he doesn't have an elite center playing with him. That's true. Yeah, but like, so part of the reason I ask, everybody knows he's slumping this year, but he's in a 10 game goalless drought. That's tied for the longest of his career. So does he set the a record for a personal record for longest goal drought? 
I'm going to bet on the grade eight here to snap this goalless skid. He's paying 2.65 to one in the player prop market to score a goal tonight. Um, his shooting percentage mark is way off than last year or any year of his career. He's scoring on less than 6% of his shots. I like him to light the lamp tonight. Um, I don't know how many he's going to get this year. He might fall short of 30. Um, but I think, you know, he knows he's gone 10 games without a goal. Nobody loves to score goals as much as Alexander Ovechkin. And I think he gets back finding the twine tonight. It's good bag. I like those odds. I just, I don't know. It's hard to, uh, Heart for me. How much longer can it go on, Jacob? How know, much exactly. longer can it go on? I know it, it is absolutely bonkers. Um, okay, next stop, Carolina Hurricanes visiting the Detroit Red Wings. These are two interesting teams because obviously Detroit battling some missing players with Raymond. Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, Perron and Larkin gone for the foreseeable future. Perron's got five more games to serve in suspension. Larkin, I don't think we have a prognosis. Hurricanes yeah. just lost Feshnikov. They're playing their Hurricanes hockey, can't score to save their lives. Who do you like in this one? Yeah, uh, Hurricanes were really struggling, but they did bounce back a bit. Uh, huge performance by Sebastian Ajo last game, uh, carrying the team to a 4-1 victory over Ottawa. So they bounced back. I like the Hurricanes on the money line. Odds aren't great at 1.57 to 1, but um, I don't really like the over-unders. I don't like the puck line odds for either team. So I say stick with the hurricane, Hurricanes here. They lost four in a row. Got back in the win column with a win over um, Ottawa a couple nights ago. And like you mentioned, Detroit's still missing some of their, I mean, their best player up front in Dylan Larkin and a few other guys up there as well. Um, I just think, you know, Detroit somehow beat St. Louis last game, which St. Louis had no reason to lose that game. And it was such a bad loss that St. Louis ended up firing their head coach, Craig, Craig Berube, right after the game. So a guy that took him to a Stanley Cup title. So um, good for Detroit for staying competitive with uh, key players out. But I think, you know, Carolina's a very disciplined, good team. I don't think this they let this one slip away. Um, you can look at the over-under market since Detroit. Interestingly enough, they've been missing some guys up front. They've been in very high-scoring games. And even lately, in the month of December, They've given up an average of 4.7 goals per game. So the over-under set at 6.5, but Hurricanes play that buckle-down approach. So I'm leaning towards the Hurricanes on the money line. Um, I mentioned uh, Sebastian Ajo earlier. He had a great game in his last outing. Um, if you're looking, one of the things that I love about uh, BetMGM is they'll give you pre-built same-game parlays. And, you know, don't just look at them and, like, click on them. But there's one they have on this uh, Carolina-Detroit game that I really like. Sebastian Ajo to score over 6.5 goals. I mentioned Detroit's defense has been porous lately. And Canes to win, which I think they will win. You take those three together on a same-game parlay, it's going to pay you 5-1 to one on. So I think that's a pretty good uh, same-game parlay to take. I agree. It's interesting because even – I find like even with – even with – the Hurricanes at full strength, even with the Red Wings at full strength, those are two hard teams for prop bets. Look at some of these guys. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just my experience, but I find that like Larkin, as much as he's a consistent point scorer, he's never been one way or the other more of an assist or goals guy, at least this year. Um, it's kind of, it seems like a crapshoot a lot with these guys. So, no, I agree with that. Um, Flames yeah. are wild. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of oh, the yeah. same with Ajo. He's not really a, 
he's not really a huge goal scorer either, but he finds his game. So you're always taking a risk when you're picking a guy that's not an elite goal scorer to score in a game. But that's why you get yeah. those odds at five to one as well. Absolutely, that's true. I think the safest kind of guy on Carolina who's injured now, Sveshnikov, who's usually a pretty good bet for the shot props for yeah. the over. Um, yeah, I agree. So Flames at the Wild. The Wild fired Dean Evison at the end of November. They're actually five and two since. Um, mm-hmm. The Flames, who I was kind of down on recently, um, they're playing better hockey recently. We should give they them are, man. They are. They're playing better hockey. I will say it is still very boring hockey. And I like there's no one on their team that can elevate and take over a shift. So maybe that's just my eye being like, eh, this doesn't do much for me, but they're playing good hockey. Do the wild keep on their, their hot streak here or do the flames continue to play spoiler? Yeah. The planes have been playing kind of uh you're right. They don't have those, that one player that kind of stands out that you'd love to watch like Goudreau or Kachuk back in the day, but they've been playing some fire wagon hockey against some good teams lately. They lost yeah. five, four, the Golden Knights in OT the other night. Um, they lost 6-5 to Colorado. Arguably the two best teams in the Western Conference, right? But um, good game, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the Wild to win tonight. I like them to win at home. They're paying 1.62 to 1 on the money line. The Flames have been competitive, but they've been competitive in a losing fashion. So they're competitive against good teams, but they only have one win in six games this month. So I like the Wild at home. You mentioned the Wilds' record since firing Dean Evison is five and two. They only had five wins in 19 games before Evison's dismissal. So mm-hmm. they've been playing much better hockey since John Hines took over the bench. Um, so I like them to keep it rolling. They're at home, so I like them to get the W tonight. And I like while there aren't you mentioned a ton of really exciting players on the Flame side. There's one very, very exciting player on the wild side. There is, yes. And I will say this exciting player has been kind of rejuvenated since uh, the firing, too, because his linemate, Matt Boldy, is playing better hockey. And in turn, Kirill Kaprizov is a dynamic player. Yeah, 100%. And I also like love watching Matt Boldy in the player prop market for an over points. But here, I like Kirill Kaprizov to register over three and a half shots tonight. That's what the his shot total is set at. It pays um, two to one odds, which is pretty good odds. And he hasn't had over three shots on goal in three straight games, but he hasn't gone more than three games this season without registering at least four shots on goal. So what does that tell you? He's due to have a lot of shots on net tonight. I don't know if he's going to score. I'd probably bet him to score two, paying 2.35 to one. But, you know, he hasn't gone. He's had two shots in each of his last three games. He's never gone four straight games this season without having at least four shots on goal. At two to one odds to get at least four shots on goal, I'm taking Kareel the thrill. Yeah, I like that. I think that the Wild are definitely more dangerous since the firing. I mean, Boldy's playing much better hockey. Caprizov yes, benefit from that as well. Um, Ottawa Senators facing the St. Louis Blues. The Senators are they're kind of prone to they're kind of like what you said with the Flames, where even if they're not winning games, they can sometimes be really competitive against better teams. And like that's what's been happening to Ottawa. But still, the wins are piling up. St. Louis, coaching change, maybe they get a little bit of a spark there. Do you think that they're going to be playing guilty tonight? Yeah, I, yeah, I do think they will be. And uh, in regards to the Senators, I, I really expected better of them this year. I know Same. they've ha- been banged up on the blue line. Um, Thomas Shabbat's missed a ton of games. Um, but I expected more of them. But I do, I am one of those people, especially in hockey, I'm not sure about the four other major sports, that when your coach gets fired, 
it puts a burr in your saddle for the team. You know, it, it, it ignites them. It lights a fire under them. As the Wild, when Everson got injured, you saw they're on a 5-2. We just spoke about them, right? 5-2 and 0 run. And they won their first game after he was fired. So, and I think uh, there's got to be some guilt on these St. Louis players' shoulders, especially the guys who played for Berube for a long time and won a Stanley Cup with him. Yeah, you know? no, it's tough losing Chief, I think, for that room. Because I think they yeah. really like them. Exactly. So I like them on the money line at 1.95 to 1. Very good odds tonight at home. They've lost four straight. Um, including losses to the Blackhawks and Blue Jackets, two of the worst teams in the league, and then a loss to a Detroit team that was severely undermanned last game. So those those losses, four in a row, um, Chicago, Columbus, and then an undermanned Detroit squad, I guess Doug Armstrong felt like enough's enough and uh, you know gave Berube his walking papers. But um, they should have a burn their saddle tonight. I expect them to come out strong. Um, and you know, the last time they fired their coach, excuse me, it was um, before the halfway point in the season. They replaced them with Brubay. They were nowhere near the playoff picture. Do you remember how they ended up that season? I think they lifted some silverware. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, you're bang on. They won the Stanley Cup. I'm not saying Lightning's going to strike twice. Like, it's very hard to envision this St. Louis team winning the Stanley Cup. But, maybe they make the playoff. But, if you're considering, like, if you're thinking about they can do that and Lightning can strike twice, on BetMGM, the St. <laughs> Louis Blues are paying 100 to 1 odds to win the Stanley Cup. If you put down 10 bucks, you'll win over 1,000. But it's a long shot for a reason, right? Yeah, that's true. But if you're, if you're into history and fate, that might be a good idea. I would yeah. love to know what the record is of teams in games where they've, the first game after a new coach, like their coach has been fired. What yeah, I'd, I'd love to find out like the last like three year history of it like that. But just working off kind of like memory, because I always note those games. And for yeah. me personally, I'll tell you personally, as a better, I love betting the team in their first game after their coach is fired. I love betting Absolutely. on that team to win. So I do that quite a bit. And I feel like it hits quite, you know, with a very good uh, percentage. And when you talked about getting that guilty win, for players, you know, who've been for Brewery for a while. One of the guys I'd watch out for tonight is Braden Shen. He wears the C on that team. He cares. He has not been playing well lately. He's only got two assists in his last six games, no goals. So I like him to get at least a point tonight and try and like lift his team up. They got more talented players than him, but he's a guy that cares and goes all out. He's paying 2.05 to one to get at least one point. Next up, the Tampa Bay Lightning are playing against the Edmonton Oilers. Oof. Oilers, speaking of red hot after coaching changes, the Oilers are the prime example. They are, yeah. they're right back in it. Like they, they are, are, they're there. They vaulted up and they've done exactly what everyone else thought was possible, but was it nearly plausible? And it appears it was because you can't doubt the Oilers. Um, over their last 10 games, they're eight and two. They've won eight straight. Yeah. And they are firing all cylinders. Meanwhile, Tampa Bay, we talked about this a little bit before. It's not the same bolts as we're used to knowing. Um, mm -hmm. But he's still some key players you don't want to count out. Who do we like? We like an over and under prop, money line, puck line. What are you feeling with this one? Yeah, I, uh, you know, if the Oilers win tonight, they tie a franchise record for most uh, wins in a row. Um, that's been done twice before with their ninth win in a row. I, I don't, I stay away from 
it tonight. To be honest, I kind of like Tampa tonight. Um, they're coming off a 4-1 loss to Vancouver. I like them to kind of rebound. They've met already this year. Um, obviously, this was when the Oilers were sputtering last time they met. It was uh, about a month ago. Um, and they lost 6-4. So what I like here, when you look at the players that are involved in this matchup, give me the over. Give me goals. Give me the excitement. Over 6.5 goals, paying 1.83 to 1. Um, Edmonton's averaged 4.4 goals per game on their own over the last month. And the Lightning obviously are no slouches. Um, they only scored one goal in their last game against Vancouver, but the last two times they scored under two goals in a game, they rebounded with four goal efforts. So you look at, you got Kucherov, the league's leading scorer. You got McDavid, who's got, I don't know how many points. I mean, he's getting two points at least every game since a Knobloch took over behind the bench. You got Drysdale, you got Stamkos, you got Braden Point. I love the over here. Um, the last four times these teams mashed up in Edmonton, they've combined to score 35 goals. So they've averaged almost nine goals per game in their last four meetings in Edmonton. So with the betting line set at 6.5 tonight, how can I not hit bet the over here? Um, and I just, I'm weary. I'm weary of who's going to win this game. I do like Tampa and I do like their odds at 2.4 to one, but not as much as I like the over. I like the, I like the over a lot here, but eventually the Oilers win straight is going to come to an end. And I don't see why it won't be tonight, but there are some same game parlays I'm eyeing too. Same game parlays. Same game parlays. Again, provided by BetMGM. The one I like is Nikita Kucherov to score over 5.5 goals, which is bringing the over-under line down, and Tampa to win. Those three pops would pay 5.25 to 1. But if you think the Oilers are going to keep rolling as they have been, and you bet McDavid to score, the Oilers to win, and over 6.5 goals, that will also pay you 4.4 to 1. McDavid's got goals in four of his last seven games. Kucherov's got goals in three of his last five games. So, you know, they're over 50% to score a goal based on their recent history. And one other thing I want to point out as a future prop, I know we've talked about Tampa and they haven't looked as good as they have um, in the past few years. And we're talking about has the window closed on them? They still got so many good players um, that they still got a great coach. They still got an elite goalie, even though Vasilevsky's working his way back from injury. They're paying 21 to 1 in the Stanley Cup winner's market right now. For a team like that, with that talent to be paying those odds right now, that might be worth a glance and you know worth you uh, chewing some uh, fat on if you want to roll something in the futures market for Stanley Cup winner. Absolutely. Charlotte Blackhawks are busy in the Seattle Kraken tonight. I don't even know what trends you notice with the Blackhawks other than the fact that Bedard usually gets a point. The Kraken, yeah. the Kraken meanwhile, um, you know, as we kind of said last show, they're better than their record would entail. Is this going to be a high-scoring one or just an absolute snooze fest? Yeah, I think, I don't know if it's going to be a high-scoring one, but I think it's going to be over. The line, again, set at a very low 5.5 goals. So I actually like the over here for two mm -hmm. of the lowest-scoring teams in the league. But at 5.5 goals, I'm taking the over at 1.87 to 1 odds at ben, BetMGM. Um, they, look, these teams don't score a lot of goals. But if you look at their recent head-to-head -head meetings, their last four head-to-head -head meetings, they've combined for 39 goals. That's almost 10 per game. And it's not like, oh, that was last year. No, they played this year. The Blackhawks beat them 4-3 a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So 
They're averaging almost 10 goals per game between the two in their last four head-to-head meetings. Yes, I know these they aren't filled with elite superstars other than Connor Bedard, but I think they find a way to go over five and a half goals. By the way, I know they uh, when the two Connors met in their last game, uh, you know, the Blackhawks fell short. What a sweet goal by Bedard, though. Like, what do you think of that goal? That I, That is the, like, epitome of what makes Bedard's shot so crazy. I actually heard... He holds his stick apparently, you know, he holds it by the knob kind of at the top. Like he holds it differently the way he releases because the way that he was able to get it off the toe, the toe, wait, that's the toe, right? The tip of it, like the top. Yeah, yeah. So fast and powerful. I've never seen anything like that at full speed too. Like it it was crazy. Top shelf, full speed, defender coming off him, very little room. Had to like take it from his backhand to his forehand so quickly. Just... The kid's going to be special, you know, and he's going to be very special. So he might get on the board again, got one last game, but like I definitely, and, and C- Seattle got out of their goal scoring doldrums as well. They were really lacking offense. They scored four against the Panthers who are a pretty good defensive team in a four, one win four nothing win last game. Um, so I think, I think, you know, the head to head trends, the fact that Seattle's found their offense, the fact that, you know, you got Connor Bedard out there, who's, you know, always a possibility to score one, two, or maybe even a hat trick. I like the over and the Blackhawks give up a ton of goals on the road. They've allowed 42 goals in their last nine road games. So 4.7 per game. So I think, do I think Seattle is going to score four or five and Chicago is going to get one or two? Yeah, I do. Take the over 1.87 to one on over only for uh, five and a half goals. Good stuff. Now our last matchup, the Florida Panthers visiting the Vancouver Canucks. Canucks, uh, obviously, red hot as usual. Panthers, uh, a bit of a lull recently, I would say, compared to maybe what we'd have expected. Who are you liking this one? Yeah, I like the Panthers on the road. Uh, Money line's paying 1.871. Kind of a special night uh, with Roberto Luongo in the house, um, putting being put in the ring of honor in Vancouver, but probably any special for both teams because you know he really made himself made him who he was in florida so i don't yeah. think uh, vancouver is going to get an extra jump for that any more yeah. than uh, florida would, would so um i like florida on the money line look vancouver's i mean i think they're going to make the playoffs i think they're good, a good team but when you look at the analytics and the shots and stuff it's um they're getting lucky and they're getting great goaltending um, that Thatcher Demko is number one in the league in goals saved above, above expected. They're the Canucks are tied for third in the league in wins when being outshot by their opponent. They're being outshot a lot. Conversely, Florida is second in the league in shots per game and third in the league in shots against per game, like so preventing shots on goal. So that's why they're one of the best teams in the East. That's why they're consistent. Um, I don't think Vancouver can keep up this winning pace um, playing the way they are. And I think Florida, they're coming off a loss to Seattle. I think they're going to come out a little agitated. And I think they're going to take this one. They have only lost two in a row once in the last two months. They lost the last game. I'm betting against them to lose another one. So, But one guy they got to watch out for is one of the best stories of the season, Brock Besser. Absolutely. Brock Besser has been lights out 20. Like, I mean, he's already tripled his goal total from last year, I think, or or not tripled, but his, his pace is unbelievable. What yeah. about Matthew Kachuk this year? 
kind of a half, like a shell of what he was last year. He has been under like the radar and not close to what he's doing. I think he came on really strong late last year when Florida made their push for the playoffs too. It's not like he's nowhere. I think he's close to a point per game, but definitely not, um, not what he was last year. Who knows if he's got a bit of hangover for playing hockey so late in the season. And of course he had a terrible injury that he had to sit out some games in the cup final last year. And but um, Yeah. And play through. So he couldn't even put his Jersey on the one yeah. game. And I think he played right. So I, you know, I don't think he'll be down for too long, but Brock Besser in the, the rocket Richard trophy market on, on most sports books, he's paying between plus 3000 plus 3,500 right now. Those are great odds. Do I think he's going to win the Rocket? No, he's tied with Matthews for the goal-scoring lead right now. I don't think he's going to make it, but those are incredible odds. So, And the Canucks yeah. also have – yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think obviously conventional wisdom would say Besser won't win, but if you look at we're, – we're, we're midway through December right now, and those Canucks are still the top of the leaderboards of the league. He's going to be getting pucks fed to him, and he keeps sniping. So it's it's not out of the realm of possibility. Matthew sometimes can be streaky, so I, I actually like those odds. Yeah, I mean, betting a hundred bucks to win maybe thirty five hundred. That's uh, those are pretty good odds for a guy through one third of the season that's tied for the goal scoring lead. And another interesting thing, and I think this guy totally deserves um, the accolades and the ads he's, and uh, the accolades and the odds he's getting. Quinn Hughes is the betting favorite in the, for the Norris Trophy odds right now on BetMGM, paying 2.3 to 1. You're always going to have a stiff contender with the guy chasing him in the points race for the defenseman in Kale McCarr. But uh, he had three helpers in their last game, a 4-1 win over Tampa. He's got, I think he's one point shy of 40 this year. He's on pace for over 100 points. So Quinn Hughes is the betting favorite right now in the Norris Trophy odds on BetMGM. And for good reason. He's a puck possession hound. All right, that gets uh that concludes our preview for tonight's games please bet responsibly and enjoy the contest thank you for listening to the hockey news action show presented by bet mgm we'll see you guys next week